0: Part two, the International Breakfast Club. Ooh, I like that. The International Breakfast Club. I wish I'd thought of that name when we were brainstorming the name of our cool Finland troupe.
1: But have you seen the Breakfast Club?
0: Yeah. I don't know who would have been who. Blake's kind of the bad boy. So he, he'd have been Emilio? He looks like the bad boy. But mate, no, no, no. Who's the other guy? The loser kid? The guy? The main character? Yeah. I don't know. I've, the one that the principal hates. I'm probably Emilio. No, maybe he is. Emilio was the jock. Yeah, he'll probably amount to being a car salesman or something, and the other guy will still stay in a trailer the rest of his life. That's the guy I'm talking about. You're the trailer guy? I don't know. Am I? I was cool in high school, but... Were you, though? I know I wasn't, but I was cool in this situation, which <laughs> is like The Breakfast Club, like we were in high school.
1: Man, I don't know, because it that film is very... 80s early so 90s. 80s i wonder how that would fare as a
0: remake if it would be any good or just terrible i feel like a remake of that would be bad a lot of those great classic 80s movies they don't translate to today they still hold up but now they'd be completely politically incorrect and people hate them probably maybe
1: or have you ever had a person who's even our age who didn't watch goonies as a child but then they watch it as an adult and they're like this is terrible
0: that's me i'm that person I hate that movie. That's a stupid ass movie. It's not, though. And yeah, when I was 16, I might have thought it was great. But when I first saw The Goonies at 28 years old, I was like, this is trash. I hate it.
1: You know who else hates it? Hmm.
0: Adam. Really? He was the person in my brain. Dang, yeah. Well, the comparison is what it is. What it is. But I did not like the movie. The only reason I ever, I knew anything about the movie was because everyone referred to one guy in high school as Sloth. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't think that name left him, just like old Cat Effer. I don't think that ever left
0: him. Yeah, those two, Sloth and then Cat Effer were two people we went to high school with. Those were their nicknames. Those are terrible nicknames. Did Scott start both of them? So my ex-girlfriend, the girl I lost my virginity to, actually claimed to have started Cat Effer because that person was dating... The sister trying to date her sister and they said that they came up with it interesting yeah
1: no foundation they just came up with it
0: yeah like no no reported improprieties they didn't have a cat that got touched in a way non-consensually it just they were like yeah we caught him you know trying to have intercourse with our cat
1: i think when he passes which I don't
0: wish upon him, but I bet that makes his tombstone. (laughs) I feel so bad for him. Terrible. You can't get away from that. No. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm a little, I'm a little bit wrong. That was my first girlfriend's stepbrother. And they made it up because they were pissed at him for something. That was it. Stepbrother. Hmm. Yep.
1: There was another person that actually Adam dated who had a stepbrother who was less than popular in high school. Really? Yeah. Wow, small town stuff, bro. Yeah, we'll have to come back to that. Yep. We'll have to force you to watch Goonies. I I do have one question before we move from the Goonies. Did you see the cut with
0: or without the sea monster? I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. It's been a long time. I didn't like the movie. You could ask me details of movies I like, but I've only seen one or two times, and I couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah, but the sea monster was pivotal, but there are some people who have gone their whole lives without seeing that cut, and I can't find it. That And was that the popular cut or no? No, it wasn't. I think it was the theatrical cut. Uh-huh. And then the only reason I know for sure that I didn't dream it is because at the end of the film, one of the characters says, oh, and the sea monster, like they reference it, but they cut that part out of huh. like the, the DVD and VHS release.
0: Lame. Why? I don't know. Hmm. Too traumatizing. Interesting, I guess. So, yeah, International Breakfast Club, which takes us back to Finland, Pete, which sums up my Finland uh, part of my ordeal, my last part of my European trip, which was fantastic.
1: In case people are
0: wondering, though, you still never sounded, did you? I didn't. I didn't sauna. We did two days of tapings, a Saturday and a Sunday. At the end of Saturday, though, I had mentioned to somebody that I still had yet to sauna. I had been there, Finland, twice for a handful of days each time. And I was like, yeah, I still haven't sounded. And one of the guys that I love the most, uh, backbreaker Broda was like, well, there has to be a sauna in your building. You're staying in the, in the yoga studio, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, that's like a five or six story building in downtown Helsinki. There's gotta be a sauna in that building somewhere. He's like everywhere has a sauna. He's like, or there's public saunas. You could probably find one. Public sauna. You go to the bus stop. There's a sauna. There's a sauna. And then for while well, you're waiting, like if you have a 30-minute transfer, you can fully sauna and dress and dry off and get back on the bus. And then he was like, oh, man, actually, tonight's not good for you to come over to my apartment complex. But I would invite you over to my apartment and you could sauna because there's a sauna in the apartment. He's like, well, it's not going like to work tonight. And he's like, when do you leave on Monday? I'm like, probably not enough time to sauna. I still think
1: if there's enough audience and maybe let's start a quick Patreon to build a sizable sauna. I have some backyard space, sizable sauna and some cameras.
0: I just got an Instagram ad for portable sauna. Yeah, but
1: it's not big enough for two people and cameras.
0: I don't know. I bet there, I bet we could find one that is another thing that comes up on my sponsored Instagram ads like crazy right now are portable ice baths. Cause I've talked so much about ice baths lately. I hate them. But I know it's a great recovery tool. There's a thing that keeps popping up though. There's a solo, a double, and then a trio. A one, a two, or a three. And they have a team version, which on the photo looks really gay. Because it's four guys real close to an ice bath.
1: Well, at least it's an ice bath. You know there's not going to be any funny business unless you're just some guy that operates differently than any other male on the planet.
0: Let's say what if one of those dudes is really hot? And the other three have some demons that they've yet to face.
1: I still think it's too cold for anything to happen. All
0: right. Well, you haven't been around a guy that hot. <laughs> I've seen Jack Vaughn. No, that's true. Yeah. Jack Vaughn, honestly, he might need a two or three person ice bath just for himself because he's very big. and You can't teach big. <laughs>
1: Man, so no Sauna. Spoiler. Not a spoiler alert. I'm just getting it out of the way. If anyone is waiting for this to climax in Sauna, it doesn't.
0: One of our newer listeners of Finnish Descent did mention that she loved how we pronounced it Sauna. But then when I went back to saying Sauna, apparently she was very disappointed. As she should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sauna City. Uh, I didn't get to do that while I was there. But I enjoyed all sorts of uh, great times here at Jukulu Shanty, the yoga studio. And then we had two days of tapings. So... Get into the actual tapings. Uh, Essentially, Slam Wrestling Finland, the company that I worked for. And whose magazine cover you were on? I was on the Slam cover, right? Unrelated. Still great, though. We filmed uh, eight episodes for, I would say, a YouTube series. But it's not going to be a YouTube series. They're launching a streaming service. I think it launched this last weekend. And they're going to have this show, this Slam Wrestling TV show. I can't recall if there was a specific name of it. Um, I think there was. But eight episodes, right? And we're filming over the course of two days, much like I did six months prior. I talked about that in another episode too. So it was to be where I had three matches on a Saturday, then one match on a Sunday, and we called a good weekend. One of the cool things was the promoter Starbuck, who is a European wrestling legend, uh, and just a cool dude. He actually wrote me into the storyline, like very detailed, very intricately. I was in the main story arc.
1: Is it because he had a copy of your autobiography?
0: Oh, that's actually a thing I forgot. I did get a copy of his autobiography. Let's bring that up later. <laughs> that was right before I left. He wrote me into the main storyline, which was going to be me versus him. So the whole idea was I come to slam wrestling again. And I say, hey, last year I was traveling the world, preaching the pro wrestling is dead. I saw that in Finland, pro wrestling isn't dead. Because you are bringing up the next great generation of wrestlers. or teaching them the right way. Like this is a very unique place. So I'm here to actually professionally wrestle, right? Which I thought was a great storyline. Also, makes me look good. And it makes him look great because he's the patriarch.
1: You're giving Finland that kind of endorsement?
0: I will give Finland every endorsement. It's, it could be my favorite international country that's not Japan. It's up there. It's rivaling Denmark.
1: More Pro- sound at a person. Probably
0: slightly ahead of Ireland, even. That's saying something. Those are saying some things, right? If you've listened, those are saying some things. I love Finland. The company helps, too, I'm um, with amazing people and the amazing actual physical company of Slam Wrestling. So, the entire course of the story is, at the beginning, I call out Starbuck. I'm like, hey, I want you and me one-on-one. He says, nah, uh, I, this is a season for my students to show what they got. I want them to be the focus, not me. I'm like, all right, cool, man, whatever. So then, you know, one of the first episodes, episode one or two, I wrestle one of his students. I'm trying to recall the order of my matches. How much can you give away? You're right. I shouldn't give too much away. I wrestle one student. Uh, I may or may not beat him up at the end of the match. I take a look at Buck. Can't recall if I said something on that one or not. Episode two later, I beat up another student, and then allegedly, I, potentially, I might maybe. beat up another student. I get on the mic, and I look at at Buck, and I'm like, "Hey, listen, I want you. You know what this is about." He's like, "Nah, nah, nah." Then I wrestle Buck's favorite student in like the fifth or sixth episode, right? Well, Pete, I get a little out of line. Maybe
1: put a kid in a wheelchair or something. Who knows?
0: I did the things I did to the young man were excessive. I did more than I needed to to procure the victory, to send a message to Buck. And then as I pin him, I'm looking right at Starbuck who's doing commentary, right? Probably putting me over like a million bucks. Nope, too many bucks. And then I say some some very heated things at Starbuck, right? And I'm like, you think about it and you know, I'll talk to you next week. We come out, we have a huge face-to-face. I got a really great promo on him. He gets a really great promo back at me. He accepts. Sets us up for the big main event in the eighth episode. So all in all pretty cool story, really great story arc. I did have to film three matches on Saturday though. And that hurt like that many intense matches hurts. Even if they're short. Also, since we're being filmed multiple camera angles and everything, everything has to look good. So it needs to be snug and stiff. And those guys work that way anyway, because Starbuck teaches them, Hey, beat the shit each other. Like it's wrestling. It's not ballet. Keep it stiff ski in Finland, stiff ski in Finland, man. And just like their stiff vodka, right? It's gotta be stiff. It's got to get to you in the cold. By the way, it was cold. When I got into Finland, there was ice and snow. So I'm here. uh, And also since we're filming in theory, stuff could be reshot. If something doesn't look great, there are a few matches. that took a very long time to film because of reshoots. I wasn't gonna let that happen to me. I'm one take Jake. And plus, if we're in a cro- in front of a crowd of 1,000 people, you don't screw up. You can't screw up. And if you do, you better figure out a way to make it work, right? It's just you have to learn how to work. You got to be able to go on the fly, right? I'm going to have four matches. My goal, no reshoots, no redo anything. I'm perfect every time, right? Now, six months prior, I had, I think, four matches then too. Maybe it was three. I think it was four matches then also. I didn't have to reshoot anything due to mistake, I had a reshoot due to one weird thing that happened, which was at the end of a match, one dude throws a shaker cup at my opponent, hits him in the back of the head. Then he turns around and I hit him with a boot and my finisher, right? Well, he had to throw the shaker cup from like 10 or 15 feet away. He kept missing. So we had to film it four or five times every time that it got missed though. (laughs) I still kicked the ever-loving crap out of a guy named TT this time in my third match. The only thing that went wrong was right before the finish of a match. I go to give another huge kick to TT in his face,
1: wardrobe malfunction.
0: That would be kind of funny. Uh, except for the fact that I don't have backup gear with me in Europe and I go to boot the ever-loving piss out of TT's head and the memory card, one of the memory cards maxes out. (laughs) So we have to stop. They load up a new memory card, but, which takes a minute or two long enough where we've lost the momentum in the sync of the match. So then it's film. And then as I go to kick TT, dude, I rip his ever-loving head off. Also, it has to look good. So I was going to bring it anyway. Um, but I feel real bad for TT. He's got kicked in the head a lot from me. Poor dude. TT has CTE.
1: At least he won't remember it happened.
0: Yeah, he won't know who did it. He definitely doesn't know who I am, so if I'm in a Finnish police lineup, he can't point at me.
1: Do you think he and Vinish should exchange information?
0: Yeah, if they can both like have enough of a conversation. Yeah.
1: They could help support each other.
0: TT has has really good English. That Venish kid, though. I don't know if he speaks much. I recently rewatched me versus Venish. Unfortunately, it's on YouTube. I hope no one ever watches it. The match where any uh, new listeners can hear where allegedly I beat the everliving piss out of some kid. And then he tries to get me canceled. Well, no, that's not what happened. It does look like I beat the crap out of them though. I didn't. I was just very upset. He did a lot of stuff that could have hurt me and I was trying to control the situation and it came off that way.
1: And then he burned his house down and murdered his family.
0: Like you took it too far. Unrelated. Right? That was out of the ring. That, that, that's not a comment on my work. Don't you dare attack my work. What I do in the ring is art. I'm Van Gogh. Van Goman.
1: Have you pitched that in a promo?
0: No, I just said that.
1: I think that should find its way into a promo.
0: Yeah, okay. You got it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have my matches. They're great. Uh. During the show, I should say. One of the things I loved that was we were sponsored by a pizza place, Pizza La Finland. Uh Pizza La Helsinki, my bad. So we did get free little personal pizza personal pizzas every day.
1: You didn't even have to read a book
0: to did, get the personal pizza. Nope. I had no idea what the I ordered. I had no idea which one was mine, but eventually I got handed one and I downed that sucker.
1: What was on it? Was it like Goat cheese and tuna fish? or
0: It was uh, some type of cheese. I want to say like there was a parsley or spinach little pieces, and then what looked like big pieces of pepperoni, but I think there was some type of ham. It was great, though. Was there a tree nut? Mm, I don't think so. Good. They nut pizzas
1: a lot over there. Really? Yes.
0: I never noticed. And then on day two, I'm just going to be honest, Pete, there was an extra pizza at the end of everything. I had a second pizza that day, too. Four matches in two days. I'm on the road. I'm traveling. Three little pizzas. Not going to kill me.
1: But you were eating so many carbs with your spaghetti and cottage cheese.
0: I had a lot of carbs when I was in Finland. Also, I buy a lot of fresh bread when I'm there. I go. I really go to the Aldi a lot for the fresh bread. It's different. There's no fresh bread at the Aldi's here. That's disappointing. There's a bakery in Cicero,
1: though. And I've always wondered if their bread is good or if it's crap. It's right next to a religious school and it's their bakery. I Wait, where is it? It's just off of 19.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: But I don't know if I'm allowed to go there because I don't uh, subscribe to that religion. So it's like, just give me bread. Don't don't Mormon me.
0: It's not a Mormon church. You should, tell you, you should try it. Fresh bread is great. Well, It's really the only time I, I get it is when I travel, fresh bread. You haven't bought a bread machine to try and recreate the magic? No, nah, no, I'm good. But I do love fresh made bread. If people want to make that for me, I always appreciate it. I often get fresh made bread that's fantastic. But stories for another day. I so hope you get a savio treatment
1: where people just chuck loaves of bread. Bread into the that's ring.
0: great. You want to bring if you bring a fresh loaf of bread to a show for me, I'd be very appreciative.
1: I just want it at the end,
0: whole rings full of bread and have some fun with it too. Feel free to bake some cheese into that bread. Ooh, I'm a big Swiss guy. I like Parm, so. Feel free to throw that in there too, with uh, all those things. Um, I also, I also just, I'll mention before. Uh, actually, I don't know if I should or not. I'll just say this in a match. Right, there was one match where, so people won't know if they watch the streaming service which one it's going to happen. In. I do go to climb to the top rope. Now, Pete, I don't often go to the top rope. I have pretty good balance though, but on this particular occasion, I didn't. I went to climb to the top rope. perform a maneuver as I go to stand up my legs are all shaky and wobbly and I almost fell multiple times I did everything in my life to make sure I didn't fall on camera or fall in the ring because I've never done that on a show before luckily during the match the dude had been attacking my knee so it's okay I play I can play it off like I had an injured knee and that's why but that's not why I almost slipped it's not because I caught a knee but you'd never know But luckily, I didn't. But it's probably got to look pretty funny. I'll be okay if they cut out a few seconds of my wobbliness, unless it just looks great, like I'm a true professional, selling the crap out of my knee. That's okay. So that is a funny thing to to mention. Back to the yoga studio. Uh, I had a conversation with Heidi. I think it was the day before this, and one of the things she talked about was the place we were staying, the woman we're staying with. Her name is Cooley, right? Her great yoga studio. And Heidi was like, "Yeah, if you're lucky." Kuli will just give you a massage because she's also a massage therapist amongst a the yogi and all these other things. Right? I was like, Oh really? She's like, yeah, she might just give you a free massage because she's a touchy person and she's super sweet. I'm like, Oh, well, that's cool. So at the end of day one, when I'd had three matches, it was 10 PM and we we're all chilling in the yoga studio and we're getting there back there, like kind of one at a time. And Culi comes up to me and it's like, Oh, Hey, how was your day? How were your matches? And I was like, Oh great. I was like, but yeah, I had three matches. So my body really hurts. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I, I think I know something that can make you feel better. Oh, the old sympathy rub down. And I was like, perfect. I need a massage. I'm like, my body, dude, it hurt. I had three intense matches with strong dudes that were also young, which means a little bit harder to move. And there was a fight. I had three fights that day. Three strong young boys. Have an Yeah, three strong young boys, man. Have an MMA fighter fight three fights in a day. Have them spar with three different people in a day. I think that's part of training, dog. Yeah, but not this intensely. Ask your boy, boss. I I mean, I will the second we get to hang out, which I'm going to pitch to him at some point. If he listens to this, boss, we should train together. I'm coming to L.A. soon.
1: Look, I'll get the oxygen trainer if that's what it takes. I'll put my money down if that gets Jake out there.
0: My O2 trainer's in the car. I'm ready to rock, all right? Have you learned the midair splits yet? Not yet. I'm trying, though. I have a pair of sliders. I'm going to try to keep working on my splits. Dude, I should send him a video of me doing the splits while doing the oxygen trainer stuff. He'd love that. First, you have to do the splits. Yeah, I'll get there. it probably only take me a few weeks. I've done learn how to do the splits in two weeks stuff before. Two weeks? Two weeks, but then I do it for four days and I quit. Is it painful? Not really. It just takes 10 or 15 minutes twice a day. It's four or five different moves you have to do for a couple of minutes a piece.
1: If all that takes is two weeks... I'm an old man. I might consider
0: doing it. You should try it. We can try it together. We can try it at the same time and see if either of us get it. I'm pretty naturally flexible anyway, so I do feel like I could in two weeks. I don't know if everyone could.
1: I'm the opposite of flexible. Yeah. If I could pull that off in two weeks, I'd be amazed.
0: It'd be very impressive. We should do that and film it.
1: Yeah, do it in the sauna even.
0: Dude, that'd be a great place to practice splits. The sauna? Oh, yeah. You'd if lose. it was like at least six or eight feet wide because of my leg span.
1: I think... We could just custom build one. can't be that. It's a cedar box.
0: Yeah, it can't be expensive.
1: Well, cedar's expensive, the material, but the construction can't be... No, crazy. it can't
0: cost you that much. It's not like you need a great foundation.
1: All right. We need a material donation and a GC recommendation. We'll come out here and build it for free.
0: Yeah, if anyone wants to donate or tag somebody, please. Let's get that on it, end because we have a great YouTube series idea for that. What was it called again? Hot Ones? Hot Ones. <laughs> <laughs> the show with hot questions and even hotter men. It was wet, I think it was Wet Ones. <laughs> we had a name for it, a sauna show. We did. It was I, like Kevin Hart's cold as balls.
1: I think we wrote it down, and then we do this every time, but I think part of it was, no, we can't say it because then somebody will take it. It Was that good? I'm sure oh, it's sweet. in writing somewhere.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I have it in a notebook. I have lots of notebooks. I write things.
1: Some of them gridlined, some of them line-lined.
0: Yeah, this was the la- actually the last page of line line stuff was... Oh, no, it wasn't even Finland. It was the first page of grid lines. Anyway, Q is like, hey, come upstairs in 10 minutes. I have something to make you feel better. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> I bet. I'm like, perfect. I was like, my body's in so much pain. Whatever feels great. Uh, so I go upstairs. She directs me into a little room. And she's like, okay, have a seat. And she shows me, to a local cryotherapy machine. Have you ever seen a local cryo machine? Oh, yes. They're very sweet. They're also not cheap. Yeah. They're very expensive.
1: Now, did she just have an ice pack and an
0: ice machine, and they
1: called it local cryo?
0: That'd be kind of funny. That's the type of cryotherapy place we should start. (laughs) Just a bunch of ice packs and a freezer, because it's a lot cheaper to buy a freezer than it is a cryo machine.
1: Well, it's essentially the same thing. I mean, come on.
0: It's pretty much the same thing. It is. That's true. Except one is a dry cold. Like, Arizona's a dry heat, is what they say, right?
1: You don't walk out of local cryo moist.
0: Yeah. No, you don't, technically. So... She shows me the local cryo machine. She shows me how to use it. Shows me the attachments, and then just lets me have free reign over the local cryo machine. She's like, "Oh yeah, use it. You know, everywhere. It's fine." I'm like, "Oh, how cool is that, man?" She let me use the local cryo machine, which is not cheap. They're I pro- did both knees, both shoulders, did my face.
1: There's probably a couple places you wouldn't want to use it. Like, she give you a warning, like, "Hey, uh, maybe certain spots not so good."
0: Yeah, keep certain things out of this hole, but. Dude, it was great. It was so cool. I got to use it the next day, too. And I don't think she's smartened anyone else up about the cryo machine until the next day. So I think only I used it on Saturday night. And then Sunday, a bunch of people used it. How do you use it on your face? There's an attachment that looks like a mask. Oh, gotcha. And you put that on and then hold over your face. I actually have a couple pictures of me with that. I'll post that on the Instagram. That was your face-off phase? Dude, it honestly feels like when you pull it off, it's like your face-off. It looks the exact same as the mold in face-off. It's pretty cool. And it lights up blue. LED makes everything cooler. It really does. Like, cool lighting helps. So, we did all that. Uh, Also, Saturday night, after all the matches, a couple of us were chilling out in the kitchen on the fourth floor, and a bunch of yoga people kept coming in and they had all these buckets and bowls of snacks. Cause they'd had some yoga party and then they just kept yogurt the, party, yogurt party. Yeah. And there's like, Oh yeah. Uh, if you guys want any of this cool, it was like all our party food. I'm like, Oh sweet. So we had some snacks and stuff like that. And I didn't have any of these crackers, but Blake had a bunch of these crackers, right? And then the next morning he came in, he came to a revelation. He's like, Oh dude, did you know there's weed in these crackers? And he held up a bag that was, These hemp cracker gimmicks, right? So, like, kind of true, but kind of not true. Pretty funny. It it looked like little pot leaves on the bag, so I I don't know. But he thought he was going to be tripping
1: balls over some hemp?
0: Yeah, he probably would have had to have the entire bag and then smoke a few joints to actually feel anything. But it was just the idea that he flipped out and was like, dude, there's weed in these crackers. Is he one of your straight edge bros? I don't think so. I think he's cool with whatever.
1: I think he might have been but then he had those crackers and right after started snorting lines cheeky doses you know so, the whole line
0: go. but see i could have done all of the crackers and then played it off innocence still straight edge i didn't know i didn't see the bag yeah how was i supposed to know i don't read finish that
1: stuff i snorted i just thought it was some kid's adderall it was prescribed by a doctor so it's fine
0: yeah that's not drug abuse if it's prescribed it's prescription medication that's the white people loophole
1: that is very wasp
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, well, three doctors have prescribed me three different painkillers. I can take those.
1: One a day from each bottle and I have
0: three bottles. So it's cool. Yeah. And it's, it's fine. So that was pretty cool. We had a great time uh, just chilling at the yoga studio. Also one of the mornings, I I think it was Sunday morning, maybe night, even Blake and I couldn't figure out how to use the stove. And we just kept trying to figure it out. We YouTube the exact stove, trying to figure out how to use and turn on this flat surface stove. And then the girls would come in one by one and try to figure it out too. And look at us like we were dumb for a minute. And then they would try to figure it out and be and like, Oh, well, yep. I don't know. And then walk away. So none of us ever figured out how to use the stove. Why do you feel you couldn't figure it out? There are only two or three buttons. And then there were four burners. And you couldn't, there were like, we tried to click any combination of the buttons, and at no point it would turn on. Certain lights would come on, but it wouldn't heat the burners.
1: So, are you familiar with induction cooktops? Uh, I've heard the phrase. So, in theory, and I wouldn't recommend it in case I'm wrong, because I've never had the stones Mm -hmm. to try it, but you can have the thing on high, you can have uh, induction. You know, a piece of metal that induction works on, Mm -hmm. and you could have boiling water. You can lift up the pot and stick your hand on the burner and no heat will transfer.
0: So maybe it was on the whole time. You just couldn't see or feel it. Well, so at one point though, he he had the the um burner skillet on a burner, and it didn't get hot. So it's not that. But yeah, I, I don't know. We just couldn't figure it out. Maybe it's some weird version of something like that. So the
1: lights and stuff would go on, though?
0: And then there was a little lock that if you hit cert- the other buttons too many times or whatever, the lock would come on. I guess thinking that a kid was playing with it. Or a cat or something. And 230 30-year-old male kids were playing with it. I think it would have been funnier if somebody just walks in after you
1: idiots were there for like a half hour and plugged it
0: in, and then just turned around and walked away. Light. The lights were on, though. But that would be funny if somebody just one thing were like, oh, yeah, that... Oh, so there's no gas in it. Weird. That makes sense. Yeah. See, I, if I was going to stay there for a long time, at some point I would have just waited in the kitchen until someone came in and used it themselves and then figure out how to do it. That's what I did in the dojo in Japan. Cause I didn't want to ask. So for a while I would just be creeping in the kitchen or having a protein shaker writing until I saw one of the guys turn the exact knob, grab a lighter and light the exact burner And I was like, okay, cool. I got it now. But for a month, I microwaved eggs. It was disgusting. Not great.
1: There's something about whatever a microwave does to eggs, it doesn't doesn't get the job done. Sure, they're cooked, but they don't sit well.
0: It's horrible. It's like eating a big, horrible-tasting marshmallow. Yeah. I would put so many other things in it just to try and help the taste. Nope. Nope.
1: What kind of egg consistency guy are you? Like if you're going to scramble it, are you like a really loose scramble that's almost liquidy? Or do you cook them so much that you can almost
0: bounce them? I'm a mid-range. I'm a mid-range guy. Yeah. And the the older I've gotten, I've started to like them just a little bit more on the runny side. And I actually like over medium now where it's just, you know, you crack it open and it leaks a little bit. I kind of like that. Um, As long as I have something to like kind of wipe it up with Soap like bread. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a fresh baguette? Exactly. A fresh baguette would be great. Speaking of that, it makes me think of France when I think of fresh bread. In theory, in November, I'm going to coach and wrestle in France. And I'm taking the vet with me. We're going to Marseille.
1: He's going to France?
0: Hopefully. Marseille, which as we all know is a point of embarkation from Casablanca.
1: Never seen that movie.
0: Yeah, Marseille to Casablanca, to Casablanca to Lisbon, the point of embarkation to the new world. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You should watch it. Casablanca is legit one of the best movies ever written. I'll probably hate it, just like you hate Goonies. No, you can't. It's so good. It's too good. That's what I would have told you about Goonies. These were written by different people, in different times, and acted by different humans. Humphrey Bogart. Everything he ever did was great.
1: I don't know that I can argue that.
0: You can't. I even have a stand, a cardboard cutout stand up of Humphrey Bogart. One of my exes gave it to me years ago.
1: You keep it on the ceiling of your bedroom.
0: Nah, it's, it's my pair. Oh. That would be kind of funny. That's a dude, if you throw him in an ice bath, you're still getting other <laughs> other aroused dudes. Okay? Humphrey Bogart is a man. He'll jump in the ice bath, light up a cigarette, and all of a sudden, boom, erection. No regrets.
1: Not even one little
0: letter. Nope, not even one. So that sums up uh, my, my time in film for the most part. Uh, it was very bittersweet when I went to leave, though. So Sunday after we taped a couple people had to go to the airport and leave. Um, our Irish friend, Niall, who was a referee had to leave. And then Mila, the Olympic wrestler from France, she had to leave. So, uh, come that Monday morning, it was myself and four other people, Blake from Hungary, Heidi from the UK, Helena from Sweden, Diana from Poland. Right. So we all got to hang out. And then I had to leave that day. Unfortunately, And it made it really bittersweet, Pete, because those other four people were getting getting to hang out the rest of the week because there was another show on Friday or Saturday. So they get to spend a week in Finland just being cool and having a great time with cool people. Like Cooley? Like Cooley. Yes, exactly. Like her. And then I had to go home, which was a bummer. If I could have changed my flights to stay longer, I would have. It would have been so cool. Did you check out Scott's Cheap Flights? So I'm a huge proponent of Scott's Cheap Flights. Definitely a story for another day, but that's how I book cheap airfare at any time, right? Everyone should become a premium member of Scott's Cheap Flights, scottscheapflights.com. Not our sponsor, but hopefully one day. So unfortunately, I had to leave. Um, that was kind of a bummer. The next day, though, uh, right before I left, we went to the training facility, which is only 10 minutes from the airport, uh, where we taped all our stuff. I also taped kind of a an interview in the ring with Starbuck, kind of a sit-down Thing for more content for their streaming service, which I'll let everyone know when that's live. It's gonna be like five euro 99 a month, which is cool. It's only like seven bucks, like maybe six bucks now with uh, European inflation. Um, I felt really pretentious as I filmed it, but I just talked about the way I feel on the business.
1: Rest assured, you probably were a douche the whole time. Probably. You don't have to speculate.
0: And Starbucks and I are on the same page with a lot of stuff. Probably sound like two bitter old men. I felt kind of bad that some of the other people were around listening to it. It's like, oh, man, they just want to train and get in the ring. And here we are yapping about the way it used to be in front of these kids. Douching all over the place. Yeah, pretty much. And then also, I I wanted to get the airport really early because I'm always paranoid about being late for especially international flights. And they kept assuring me, oh, dude, no worries. Walk through Helsinki you know, security in no time. I was like, okay. We ended up running kind of late and hit a little bit of traffic. So I was freaking out a little bit. Then I got into Helsinki Airport, and legitimately I was through security in less than two minutes. It was nuts. Then I had to fly. This was a 5 p.m. flight. I had to fly to Barcelona. I got there at, I think, 8 p.m. Then I had a crash for the night, so I had like a 16-ish hour layover. I had to, I tried to sleep in the terminal, but I hadn't cleared security yet, so I was on the outside of the gate, right? I tried to sleep on the floor outside of a McDonald's, which they don't love people sleeping outside of it's secure, like the terminal or the security area. Cause they think you might be homeless. So of course they wake me up at 1 PM after I barely got to sleep, asked to see my ticket. I show it to them. They acted like the ticket wasn't real though. And I had to talk to them for a few minutes in bad Spanish, trying to explain my flight is at 1 PM tomorrow. And they just looked at me like I was dumb, but eventually they walked away. So I didn't really sleep. Uh, 6 a.m. rolls around. I have to go to a specific area in the airport, get a COVID test because to get back home, you need a negative COVID test within, it was, I can't remember if it was three days or they had just changed it to one day to get back in the U.S. Vax card doesn't even matter. So I had to get a COVID test done, you know, pay a few bucks for a rapid one. And then 30 minutes later, they let me know I'm good. I go get my ticket checked off or whatever, clear security, kill plenty more time. And then, uh, yeah, that was my like 36-hour journey home. And that oh. rounded out my, my spring trip.
1: Homeless in an airport. You were like, Tom Hanks from Terminal. From what? Terminal.
0: That's a movie? Yeah, he lives in a terminal. Really? I've never heard of this movie.
1: Yeah, his country is not a country when he lands at a place, so they can't let him go back, or they're at war or something, so he's just trapped in a terminal, but he can't go into the city because, you know stuff and things really Meg ryan might be in it or maybe I, i'm making that
0: up man that's crazy i've never even heard of this movie it sounds like a type of movie i should see it's not as good as the goonies no uh why even try goonies is a classic movie so good yeah probably one of the best best picture right i
1: hope you stub your toe on the way out <laughs> of the studio today just saying
0: yeah it changed it changed my life uh yeah man that's so i rounded up my trip uh, I can be done talking about Europe, or I guess I could throw in Belgium at some point, but I've got a lot of other stories about other things.
1: And you probably didn't get chocolate in Belgium anyway. No sauna, no chocolate, no nothing.
0: I got a little bit of chocolate, and I got a waffle. The Belgian waffle, though, was overrated. I went to a place the tour guide told me to go to. I think you got to
1: put, like, hot take in front of that statement. Otherwise, it's gaslighting, isn't it? Isn't it that was a hot take.
0: Say? Hot take, Belgian waffle wasn't great in Belgium. But remember, a Belgian waffle shouldn't really have toppings. It may be a very light sprinkle of sugar, but nothing else. It shouldn't have ice cream or whipped cream or anything on it. That's an Americanized version of a Belgian waffle.
1: That's how we bastardize it.
0: Yeah. Any sweets on top of it, not legitimate. But chicken. Well, maybe chicken. Well, that's that's an Americanized version. Chicken waffles are great. I had a great waffle the other day at Waffle House. So happy about it. It scratches an itch. No one's going to say it's fine dining, but it scratches an itch. Who cares? Yeah, it was $10. You know how much food I got for $10 of waffle House? A fair bit. It was worth it. It was worth the extra long wait and the dirty table. No regrets. And the
1: VD you picked up from the booth, but whatever.
0: I don't care. I get tested. Antibiotics, man. One of the best inventions ever.
1: For people in your profession, I could see where that'd be life changing.
0: Yeah, 100%. S- Single handedly save the business. Mm-hmm. Yep, antibiotics want a pretty good role here. So I want to thank all of you guys for listening at off the cliff pod at multimedia hustle at Jacob in 2012, and we will catch you soon.